our son Taylor and his wife Stephanie, who is great with child, and our grandson Jackson left Nashville Friday morning, headed to her parents' house in Illinois. They live on a farm. Jackson, our grandson, is almost three. He was excited about going to the farm because little boys and tractors, well, there's just something special about that. Ever traveled with a toddler? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Just watch this. Lord, there are good days and bad days, but this day changes them all. There's a time to be born and a time to die. In Ecclesiastes, you talk about all sorts of time in between. In that time in between, we learn we need Easter. With the difficulties and the tribulations. Lord, use us and open our hearts to understand a bit more about the freedom, the freedom of God because of this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to show you something fascinating that in the Easter story, and I've seen it hundreds, if not thousands of times, and this time I noticed something odd. Um, and it's not really the Easter story, it's right before it's down to the last few days that Jesus had before the crucifixion and the resurrection. 
He's preparing his disciples for what's about to happen, and they, as you know, didn't get it. But he's trying to tell them about his death and his resurrection and prepare them for that first Easter. And after a great deal of teaching, the 16th chapter of John ends with these words, the first part of verse 33. Jesus said this to the guys at the table. These things I have spoken to you that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. And let me stop there. And this isn't the odd part. This is the part that's easily understandable. We know that in this world we're going to have tribulation. But he's telling his disciples to cling to his word, to remember his teaching, to have peace because they would have tribulation, there would be trouble, and they did. In just a few short days, they would see Jesus hanging on a cross. And they had tribulation. And tribulation continues to this day, doesn't it? You've had it. This is the closest thing I can find to a globe. Is there a part that I can point to that there's not tribulation? No. It's everywhere. Brussels has tribulation, don't they? Iraq and Afghanistan and Libya and Syria. Any trouble here in the good old U.S. of A? Anything in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that might cause you trouble? Any tribulation here? There is trouble and there is tribulation. Jesus was right. Obviously. War and famine and flooding and violence and storms and earthquakes and tsunamis and economies. There's trouble on a global scale and on a local scale as well. We've all been hurt, haven't we? Wounded and frightened and perplexed and depressed and discouraged. I looked at my records and since last Easter, I think it was April the 5th of last year, since last Easter, I've done 30 funerals. And I've gone to more than that. The oldest was 100 years old, and the youngest was two. Tribulation. In this world, you won't have it. I was in the emergency room at St. Joseph's this week with my wife. At school, she developed high blood pressure and chest pains. And they called me, and I went to get her, and we went to St. Joseph Hospital. Um, an EKG and blood work, and thank God she was okay. Tribulation. She took Thursday off, and we stayed pretty close together. She helped me run my errands and put flowers out. A little after lunch, her phone rang. And she would usually not answer her phone at that time of day because she's at school and the school teachers have to turn them off. But she was off. And it was her mother in Mississippi. And her daddy wanted to speak to her to tell her goodbye. The time was coming very short. Earl doesn't have many days. He's in failing health. It was interesting, I thought, that God arranged Gina to be off on that time, on that day, to receive a phone call. He's pulling strings that we don't understand. 
If her heart was okay Wednesday, according to the good doctors at St. Joe, it was hurting Thursday afternoon. That's a tough phone call to get. In this world, you will have tribulation. Let me read you the last part of John 16, 33. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Here comes the good part. But be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. That's good news. The odd part to me that I've missed so often, Jesus saying, I've overcome the world, he's saying it before the crucifixion, before the resurrection, before the first Easter. Doesn't this sound like something he would say after the stone was rolled away, I've overcome the world. A little girl was asked, what did Jesus say when they rolled the stone away? And the little girl told her teacher, he said, ta-da! <laughs> Isn't that awesome? When we realize that he has overcome the world, we have a ta-da moment in our life that we desperately need amongst all the stuff. We need ta-da moments. That's the message of Easter. I have overcome the world. But this is before Easter. He said he had overcome. I never paid attention to that before. But to Jesus, it was all part of God's plan. And he knew what was to happen. He reflected on his birth, or on creation, and the Old Testament period, and on his birth coming to the world, his life, his death, his resurrection. He was so sure of the future that he speaks as if the deed was done. And that makes Easter more amazing to me. Because Jesus knew what was about to happen. He knew he would overcome the world. He knew all about it. He knew about the pain he would suffer. He knew that you and I would be here right now. He was God. He tried to tell the disciples and they couldn't fathom it. But I believe he had to tell them. I've overcome the world beforehand to plant a seed. Because in the next days, they'd see him take his last breath. They'd see him placed in a tomb. They'd be hiding and scattered about and wondering what the last three years were about as they followed the master. But the seed was planted. I've overcome the world. But they focused on the tribulation. But they soon learned the truth that first Easter and why we celebrate today. Listen to the way Luke tells it in the first few verses of chapter 24. On the first day of the week, early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices they prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. When they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, the angels said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He has overcome the world. And because of that, look what the Bible says about us, about you, about me. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For every child of God defeats this evil world. Talk about you, if you're a believer. 
Every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. If we lean on it, if we use it, if we hold on to it. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It is possible. It is expected. Back to Thursday. Jeannie was 250 miles away from her dad in Starkville, Mississippi, and he told her that he was ready to go. He said something like this. He said, I was trying to get on a bus, and I missed it. He was talking about the bus to get out of this world and on to the next one. He's a great man of faith and knows where he's going. I was so proud of Jeannie at that moment. I'm sitting next to her, driving and crying at the same time. And she said to her father, she said, well, next time the bus comes, get on. Next time it comes, get on. Your life here has been pretty good. Your life there is going to be better than you can imagine. So driving and crying, I was partially sad that Big Earl is soon to leave the world, but I was totally proud of my wife who knows the truth, that he's overcome the world. And in that moment, in that car on Thursday after lunch, I started to smile because Easter became very real. It doesn't matter how the world is going. He wins in the end. He wins. We all need peace in our lives. Jesus was trying to prepare the disciples for it. We need tranquility in the midst of turmoil. Have faith. Trust Him with your life and with every circumstance. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Remember Easter always. He has overcome.